Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are we're done with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we're not done. We're never done. Never. We gotta wrap this thing up. There's all kinds of theories that we gotta go into and feedback that we have to go into. All that and more right after said, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How are you doing, Ash? I'm great. What a good ending. Yeah. So much to talk about. Well, uh, let's, well, actually, before we hit, uh, Ashley's corner, I did want to mention a couple things up top. Uh, well, the, the main thing I wanted to mention up top is animation. Uh, let me say that again. Uh, before we hit <laughs> Ashley's corner, let's, uh, let's just throw it out one more time to the animation deliberation guys. Uh, because you guys went and gave some, uh, five star reviews and, uh, because of all that, they're, they're, they're ranking already in the animation section of iTunes. So that is freaking awesome. Nice. Really proud of those guys. They've been covering Invincible for, uh, a few weeks now. And, and before that, in, ju- uh, Young Justice. Young Justice. I always want to say Injustice. Um, but <laughs> go give a five star review to animation deliberation. We're going to give away a shirt on the next episode. So, uh, I mentioned it two days ago and I mentioned it now next week. We'll give out a shirt, um, for someone who gave uh, a five star review to animation deliberation. It really uh, helps the shows grow and helps them find an audience. And so, uh, Please go do that. Um, and uh, let's get to Ashley's Corner. What's up, Ash? Uh, off the top, I just have to take a second to really thank everybody who reached out to me this week on uh, Facebook and Instagram and on our webs, like our chats and our Gmails um, in support of what was going on last week. Like, really, it means a lot because that can kind of, you know. We all take criticism um, differently, and uh, it can take some, you know, wind out of your sails. You know, it makes you feel bad. You're just, you know, you're human. Um, it mm. just happens. Maybe um, I am doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, maybe it's me. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody hates me. Um, but no, no, I mean... So many people. And then some people sent me some, like, really nice personal messages, like uh, Greg Lake, Alyssa Jane, um, Dave Plotkins, and... Uh, it's just like so many people. It was really overwhelming and nice. And, you know, our group, everybody, are the Thirst Crew, you all know who you are. We, mm-hmm. we actually started our own little thing so I can go there and just say all the things I really want to say. And then they'll let me know if it's okay or not. Um, you get approval yeah. for whether or not it should come onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Help so, yeah, have, so thanks. Help me have boundaries, Thirst Crew. Help me have boundaries. Yeah. It's There's just a, too bad. It's the Thirst Council, really. <laughs> <laughs> Which can't always be trusted. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. You know, I, f- I feel like I just won the Oscar for world's trashiest mouth. So, uh, I'll shut up. The music's playing and let's, let's move forward. No, I, I, lo- I love, I love it. We love you here on the podcast. And, um, uh, you know, we, we appreciate all the feedback, but negative feedback can, uh, can definitely get to any, any of us. Um, and we definitely like, I really do take the negatives too hard and take the positives too lightly sometimes. And, uh, and, and so many people, every time we get those positive ones that are like encouraging us in what we're doing, I really, really appreciate those things. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, not that we disavow or disregard anyone's feedback, but it is nice to know that like, it's not when someone says something negative, it's not a unit. Uh, like 
that everyone's not united against you. It's just like some person, somebody's opinion. That's someone's it's opinion. It's not a universal yeah. truth. It's fine. that one yeah. asshole. Well, uh, no, no, <laughs> not a, not an no, asshole. Only one. It's one person's only opinion. One. Sometimes a few people's opinion and there's other people's opinions. And it's nice. Yeah. 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 Give the feedback. Just, just remember, you know, like we're people, we're humans, we're getting it already. And I'm sure people heard it last time and wanted to set up and I wanted to say their piece, but it's like, I mean, we got it. We know we're, we're taking steps. We're paying attention to it now. And that's the last I want to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you think of this finale? Oh my God. I was, I was, so I remember I always tell you guys that like, I don't really get emotional, but Mm. I do. And I found out what it is that makes me emotional and it is a well done action sequence. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this before, but like when Thor comes to Wakanda or, you know, cat picks up, you know, it literally feels like someone flicked me in my nose. You know, that feeling like you're going to cry. When your nose starts to get all wrinkled up, you're like, oh. uh, that happened to me three times during this episode. And like, I teared up and it was, um, definitely Sam saving the guy on the bridge, uh, from the helicopter. Like when the, wings, the wings went in the ground, Ugh. I did want yeah. it to be a nano, nano suit so bad. I did. I wanted the whole thing. Um, but I'm okay with it. It has enough little, little things. And of course, Bucky would make him a red wing. Of course, with little red wing babies. <laughs> Booster babies. It was adorable. Yeah, booster um, babies. Kind of say I really enjoyed John Walker in this. Like, they finally made me enjoy him a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I feel like I was Bucky and, and Sam at the end of that, where, like, I could pat him on my back and then walk away from him for a couple months. Yeah, you still don't like him, but he's... Yeah, he like, did, there was a little a back patting. Yeah, he, he, right. he made the right choices. And now that he has superpowers, like, okay, you can play. <laughs> Now that he got um, his black suit, it's kind of like, okay, all right, you can be U.S. agent. I just did not like you as Captain America. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, don't didn't it set you up for like how much you loved seeing Sam in it? I don't know oh, if that sure. had anything for anybody else, but it was just like, oh my god, you yeah. look fantastic. I remember you texted me whenever you were watching the episode. You were like, oh, my God, he's beautiful. Yeah, I sent you a slew of thank you because Ken was away. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You're like, I have to tell someone. I have to tell someone. So you're just like stream of consciousness texting at me. And I was just like, yeah. I was talking in my phone. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Send. Um, Bucky doing his superhero thing, like ripping that door off. That did it for me too. Um, I love him seeing like what life is like as a super, like being a hero, having people thank him. Oh, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, I like John Walker's cosplay shield. It was cute. It worked actually (laughs) for a little little while. It did work. Like it didn't make it through the battle, but you know, he did his thing. He's just got to make a new one every battle. You know, (laughs) we got, we got some feedback and I'm sure we'll hit it if if we make it to it. But like somebody was talking about John Walker, like you were saying, uh, you know, they're basically comparing him to other villains and being like, well, you, if you like this guy, why do you like this guy? I've seen it go around about Loki a lot, you know, like people like Loki, but we still know Loki's a bad guy. The thing is like, the thing about John Walker, I think that like doesn't work is him in the Captain America suit. Like literally exactly. him, him killing that person on the steps. It's like, it's just sullied something we all believe in, you know? And I think yeah. that's why, <laughs> that's why I feel so negatively about it more. So <laughs> like, I, I also think he deserves more justice for that. But like, I, all you know, I think that, uh, 
a lot of it has to do with just like my feelings for Captain America and him picking up a symbol that I care for, you know, and then doing yeah. things I don't agree with it. Do you think it would have been better if he had yeah. been called U.S. agent at the time? Like, oh, yeah, if he had already been going by the moniker U.S. agent. Like, oh, that's not something Captain mm-hmm. America would do. But U.S. agent, it makes complete sense. Yeah. One hundred percent. I still would have felt like he like is not Captain America. Like he's still like yeah. wearing a Captain America like outfit. I think the fact that he's been sort of demoted to U.S. agent it makes me now feel better about it. But if if at the time he'd been calling himself U.S. agent but dressing just like Captain America, I still would have been like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. It's one black. little bit. <laughs> Things are about to get weird. Things are about to get weird. I love it. I feel like she was talking to us, the audience, when she said that. What do you think that she is talking about when she says things are going to get weird? It's either going to be multiverse stuff or scroll stuff. Right. Well, that's the two. If you recall, this was, this was supposed to come out first. This was supposed to come out before, uh, WandaVision. And WandaVision we knew was going to be weird. Weird. Um, and it was weird, but right. like maybe they were just talking about that, but also like the scroll stuff is weird. The mm-hmm. multiverse stuff is going to get real creepy. Have you guys seen the, I think it was, I think it was fan art, but it could have also been like posters. I think it's fan it was posted art, yeah. in SP chat. Somebody but, posted like, some fan art. I, I think it's fan art. I haven't, I haven't seen the official poster for of what? Doctor, Strange, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh. Somebody yeah, posted there were like, some. There were silhouettes of like Doctor Strange and what looked like some of the other heroes in the background, but like multiverse versions. And it oh. was real creepy. Oh, I hope so. I just so I cannot eerie. wait for this horror movie. <laughs> I can't wait. Um Every time Bucky would see Sam do something and smile, that melted my little ice heart. I loved it. <laughs> I loved that Bucky knew to use the phone that was handed him to track them because it's like, hey, idiots, great app, you <laughs> morons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having having super old man Bucky like figure out how to use the app on a phone <laughs> was pretty great. Speaking of phones, um, what's her face? Uh, Valentina was using an iPhone, so... What do we think about that? <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. interesting. Yeah. Has Disney got an Apple to break the rules? Or is she technically, yeah, is she not really totally is, bad? Right. It, it could be. A power broker could be like. You keep believing that Sharon is not the power broker. No, no, I, I never not did not believe <laughs> that. You, I didn't believe it. You, I, I always said that was the most likely thing, but I just said nah. it was, I just kept saying it wasn't a sure thing. This is how you get yourself into Mephisto knots, <laughs> which is still you did call that still going to be accurate. Just you wait. It might be. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you. Wait. A lot of people I Just talked to that was wait. their biggest problem. Like even uh, Katie O'Leary, she didn't. She was like, it didn't make any sense. And like Sam, the way he was caring for Carly and stuff. And I think that's where we lost a lot of who knows what kind of like interconnectivity. Um, character building between the storyline that we were supposed to get with them, not just Billy being like a group of villains trying to, you know, give out the super soldier serum. They were giving medicine to, you know, the refugee camps. That's a completely different motivation. Right. Yeah. Um, For so sure. yeah, it's a shame. Uh, one thing about Sharon though, she, this, uh, who's the actress who plays her? 
Emily Van Camp. Yeah, could not walk in those heels. She tried to have this like <laughs> strong lady walk off. And like I even showed Ken and we were laughing. Poor girl takes it like a baby giraffe. And you know that wasn't the first take. That had to, they were just like, oh my God, Emily, that's it. We're going to cut, cut. Just leave it in there. She's like, eat, eat, eat. And that's, the, you know, I noticed that about that. Uh, I don't think she's a scroll because why would she just use the face thing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Scrolls. Uh, and Cap's probably on the moon. That's my last note. Like, probably. <laughs> now it makes a lot of sense. He's probably up there with Fury. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's uh, a moon base. Maybe that's where that was Fury a moon base, was. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's all tracks. It's I love tracks. I love that we really don't know if he's on the moon. Like, and and that like, we still don't know. Like, that's still going to be a running thing for. They oh, said wow. he's gone, so it's not like, cause you know, if he was at like, you know, somewhere just hanging out, being old, they could still call him and go talk to him. Could also be in the multiverse. Like he could have gone back oh, home, true. you know, and just lit, done it all over again. <laughs> oh, no, I just mean like maybe he came over to our universe to like give the shield up and now he's like returning home where the, the life that he lived to like be with his grandkids and stuff, you know? Hmm. Oh yeah, back to that makes sense. So, None of it makes sense. Or he's dead. I still like the moon. Yeah, I like the moon I, too. One thing they need to stop doing, they're like that beautiful scene at the end, like when Isaiah when he took him to the uh museum. Every time they show a picture of Steve Rogers, though, I'm like, oh, I miss you. I just miss you. Because you, I was like, yeah, Sam's Captain America. And then they show a picture. I'm like, well, he's a Captain America. I know. <laughs> they need to just stop showing his picture and I'll be fine. Yeah. Just, you have no object permanence. I'll get over it one day. I'll get over him being gone one day. Chris Evans. He went a direct. Good luck. <laughs> I want to get behind the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Follow your dreams. <laughs> okay. Unless I'm your done. dreams take you away. I know. Anything else for your Ashley's corner, Ashley? I'm all good. All right. Well, we are going to send Ashley into her feedback cave. She's going to round up the live feedback for us while we go and uh, hit all this feedback that we've received this week as much as we can in the time allotted. Uh, all right, Jeff, you ready to uh, hit this feedback? Sure thing. The final feedback from new content for a while. The final feedback. <laughs> First up, we got Thomas McNeil, one of our patrons and longtime listeners, says, yeah. I am absolutely loving the two Disney Plus series so far. What I can't stop thinking about is how much depth they have added to not only Avengers, but side characters and villains as well. Where does, where does Zemo rank now as an MCU villain? Is it right behind Loki? What about Darcy and Wu as side characters? Going back and watching the movies will be a lot of fun. I hope Wu and Darcy have bigger roles in the next Ant-Man and Thor movies. Keep up all the great work, Tom. Your guy on the ground in NY. P.S. They've been filming the Hawkeye series in Midtown. I walked by but could not get any good pictures. Thank you for trying, Toms. Man on the ground. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. He's been our guy on the ground in New York since back when they first started filming, like, Daredevil. Yeah, he was getting shots Daredevil, of JJ. Yeah, he got all kinds of shots of the uh, like the wardrobe and stuff, like mm-hmm. all the costumes on the rack for us. It was intense. Those was good. Those were those were wild, heady days. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that time that uh, that we went to New York and did an escape room with him. Yeah, that was awesome. That was like the first uh, listeners we'd ever met. <gasps> that was the first stranded panda con. Yeah. Aww. 
Yeah, basically. In, we did one escape York. room and got some beers. It was great. In Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I agree with Thomas on his feedback here completely. I love, love, love the fact that we're getting so much depth to the world. We always talk about how Daredevil, we, we used to talk about how Daredevil felt really lived in, you know? Uh, but that was yeah. nothing compared to this. Like, they would do throwaway lines to be like, this is a person. Um, and that made it feel lived in. It, it did. But somehow this is just like, now we know Wu. We know Darcy. Like, we know Zemo. Like, all these characters that we barely had scratched the surface of, mm-hmm. we're getting to know them. And I, it's just makes for great storytelling in the future. I really loved what Zemo did. I just had to throw that in there. Like, killing those people. Was right. Clutch. That was great. <laughs> Just like the way Zemo, it was done. Though. That was Nesnick. I know, I know, but it was Zemo, but was it also Valentino? I don't know, but maybe, but it was, but wasn't it? Uh, I don't care who did it. Mm. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love that, that little, that little flipping that she does. Did I plan it? I don't know. Like, so you'll cute. have to find out. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, with Wu and Darcy being huge side characters now, like, there have to be other people to fill in those smaller character roles now, right? So, like, I really care about Carlos. I want to. I want a series about the fishing industry in in New Orleans because I want that old guy that was that was friends with, uh, yeah, just like with the Wilson family, random, random different people from the Falcon Winter Soldier or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, think about Sarah was her name. Let me borrow those wings, man. I think Sarah was her name in a uh, Wandavision, right? Sarah Pro- Sarah Proctor. Proctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dotty actor. She was a very small part of that show, but like her character has so much depth now. Yeah, it, like they could bring her back, and it would be so much more interesting. You know, we um, when the that character was on and played um, the mother of the boy who died in Sokovia. Not remembering the actor or actress or the uh, character. She name. was Mariah. Yeah, she was, um, she was Mariah Dillard or whatever. Anyway, um, that th- that character when she comes on screen, it's like she. There's a lot of weight to that character because the acting is killer and the uh, the situation is horrible. But like, how much deeper could it be for Dottie? Like we watched her being tortured for nine episodes, you know, like the same sort of thing. If like she came to whatever, testify against, uh, Wanda, like I just want to, I want more of it. So good. Alfrey, Alfrey Woodard. That's it. Alfrey Woodard. Gosh. Yep. But yeah, like having, I I don't know. There's, there's something that just feels more, uh, it feels more real when you watch the thing happen to the character rather than be like, Hey, you remember that big event at the end of that last movie that you guys all right. did? Yeah, some, somebody died there. It was still it was really super impactful. I don't want to like discredit that scene at all. It's really impactful, but I just but we weren't like witnessing right. what was happening to it exactly. Like it's we didn't so good. see that. Yeah, like we saw the building fall in in footage, and we were like, "Oh no, good thing they evacuated the city." Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing bad happened because yeah. the adventures are here. Yeah. It's, it's a Disney movie, so you never actually see anyone get crushed. Everyone makes it just out of sight of the, the... Every citizen always makes it just barely past the building falling or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, that was close. Yeah. But we saw Sarah Proctor getting, you know, puppeted and tortured for 
and weeks. like choked. Yeah. And in that last episode where like Wanda was like, ah, shut up. And then everybody got choked. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. God, I wish I could do that. Everyone was yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And with that, we'll move on to the next one. Hey, (laughs) this one is uh, about Ashley. Alyssa Haynes, one of our patrons, says, I'm sure it goes without saying, but there are way more fans who absolutely love Ashley than there are fans who don't appreciate her hilarious swagger and brand of thirsty humor. She's been a much needed female voice on the pod. I just had to take a quick minute to give her a shout out. Happy Fatwas finale day. I started my series rewatch at 5 a.m. Coffee emoji. Cool. <laughs> I can't even do 8 a.m. Like 8 a.m. is too hard for me. I do 8 a.m., but it's girl. hard. Thank you, Alyssa. That's why I keep saying when people, you know, we have this little thing going with everybody I'm talking to and we're saying uh, they are few, we are many. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Alyssa. They are few, we are many. Oh man, that feels like uh, that feels like anonymous. It feels like the anonymous yeah. movement. It yeah. feels like a it feels like a weird culty thing. I like it. Yeah, yeah. we're we one Legion. step towards one people. Whatever. You don't want to see Ashley two point Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Let, let her thirst. You don't want to see yeah. Ashley two we oh. are the thirsty. You cut one night off. Two more emails come. <laughs> God, I'm such a villain. Next feedback. <laughs> yeah, I like that you're only connecting with the villain sayings. Like, there's always none of these are your heroic sayings. Yeah, none of these are heroic phrases. Uh, I like it's, it a lot. Well, it's not Captain Leader Ash. It's true. Yeah. Supreme Leader it's Ash. Fair. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I mean, you could, you, if you wanted to go out of universe, you could say something like, strike me down and I shall become more powerful than you ever imagined. Nope. If I say strike me down, people will take it in a different way. <laughs> like last <Okay>. time. <laughs> What's fair? Ashley, fair. whose fault is that? Mine. It's Loki's, actually. <laughs> like, she she admitted down. to it at first and then was like, no way. It's it was Loki. Tom Hiddleston's and mm-hmm. Kevin Feige's. Yeah. <laughs> John Litz, another patron, says, Oh my God, seeing Sam use the wings and the shield was incredible. Using the shield and the wings to save the pilot and deflect the crashing helicopter into the river was a true Captain America moment where Sam went out of his way to protect, where Walker would have easily just chalked up that life as collateral damage. Mm. Yeah, I literally cried for the whole episode. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, John. Uh, I hear you. I cried a lot in this episode. It was just, uh, particularly the speech got me, and that that that's what really hit me. But uh, he did it really well and naturally. Like those yeah. speeches can sound so pretentious, even coming from like really good actors and scenes like that. It can feel forced, and I think uh, you know Mackie nailed it. It was very natural. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Could have felt really preachy, and I'm sure some people thought it was. Um, but man, I thought it was really wonderful. I think I think what helped though with the uh the the force delivery and the preachiness that could have been there um was the fact that it was more conversational cuz like he's standing in between a bunch of people it's like they were just having a big conversation he's not like on a pedestal yeah that's true. right right he's not like standing at a podium saying you should blah uh or not like <laughs> not in front of a a camera speaking to them you know through the camera or whatever like 
he's right there and they're just having a conversation. And I think that helps, you know, that helps our podcast a lot. You know, we're not just talking to, to the ether at people. We're talking to each other and they get to join in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It definitely makes it a better experience to listen to. I, th- I hope. Um, <laughs> otherwise somebody's going to be writing like, podcasts. No. I've done a few and they're, they're always weird. Actually, I did one, I did a couple for shows where we just, me and you just could not get together. And it was weird how not weird they were. I was like, wow, I can just talk for 30 minutes. I thought I needed someone <laughs> to bounce ideas off of. Apparently not. And that's sort of sad. I think it's like, I don't think it's but a good thing. <laughs> I think that's, that's coming from your, uh, your experience on stage, you know, being there, just talking to the ether at people. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, okay. Uh, what, do you guys think the Walker would have tried to protect the people? Uh, I mean, Walker can't fly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of this would have gone down way different. I think they just would have gotten away. And Walker yeah. would have been like, nah. Yeah. I mean, he I'll, did kind of show us he would have, he twitched a little bit, but then he made the right choice. You yeah. Know, I do think he, you know, always is trying to do the right thing. He is like a perfectly trained soldier and you know i don't know i think deep down he he is gonna and i think that's why like being u.s agent he's constantly just gonna tell himself he's doing the right thing because he just seems like that last scene where they're like yeah i'm back in the game it's like are you (laughs) are you though yeah Hmm. no i just think that um you're a little gullible and that's okay it's cute um (laughs) but good luck with what you're about to do (laughs) you want to be a hero puppy i'll I'll make you a hero puppy perfect <laughs> i just wonder how he will react if people don't embrace him Ooh, yeah you know mm-hmm. if everybody's like you tried to be captain american you suck you think you're gonna be better as u.s agent boo or you know he does another dumb thing like oh yeah and then he gets like uh how many as long as he's not captain america because mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't really like the way that he, I, I, it's, it's a weird set of incentives being set up here. It's like he was kicked out and sort of abandoned. And it was sort of like, there's that, that line where he's like, you made me this, you made this, uh, like, it's like, they did that. They pushed him out and then he comes back a hero. Like it, it seemed like very much a villain origin story. And I still don't think he's a hero by any means. Um, I think he's, try- I don't think he's a mustache twirling villain either. And I think that's the thing that like this show has done really well. And it's done it, especially with all the politics and all this stuff. Like no one in this is a mustache twirling villain. I kind of feel like I might catch some flack for this, but, um, <laughs> it's okay. Got so much flack. It's, it's the fine. week for it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm wearing flak jacket now. <laughs> so, oh God. I feel like John Walker, what he, like, where he killed that guy and then got taken, like, he got stripped of his rank, but then he got given a different position. It was kind of like being on paid leave. Right. And sort of like what happens to a lot of, uh, a lot of police officers officers that kill somebody. I think that, that, I don't think you're wrong there at all. I think a lot of the, Uh, um, and I hate it. A lot of that scene was directly about police brutality uh and 
I, I mean, it, it, it just, I think they might, I don't know what part of that was rewritten, but to me, it looked like they were trying to evoke George Floyd, you know, with all the yeah. camera phones out and everything. Um, and I, I agree. I think that he like him just getting to come back. Also, didn't he just break the Sokovia Accords? Sure, he saved the GRC, but like he broke the Sokovia Accords. Like he was told to stand down and go away, and he like showed back up and's like, "I'm a super soldier, though." Like he's yeah. not. He broke the rules. There's all this stuff going on about how you got to follow the rules as a hero, and he like straight up just broke all the rules and then showed up mm-hmm. to do the thing. And now we, I don't know. I guess we as an audience forgive him. Maybe it's because he has people on the inside. I still have not forgiven him. Um, yeah, no, I don't forgive him at all. And and there's a lot of people. I mean, we'll get to it. There's more feedback about that. Like, but I think the thing is, he's not a mustache twirler. I don't think he's evil. I just think he's a human, and he. I think I, I think very very few humans are pure evil. Like they're just acting on a set of incentives and a set of you know priorities, and I, I don't think his are good. Hashtag priorities. Well, it's like he said, like did heroic things when they were um, in the army, but it wasn't like by the book. So everything he's like, he's the perfect antihero. Like everything that he's doing was getting the results that the people wanted, but he was kind of doing it his own, you know, punchy, punchy way. Um, Right. Which is exactly what the Punisher does. Yeah. But I love him. But we like Frank, Frank Castle. (laughs) Uh, His name is my name, too. We like Frank, but we don't respect him in some ways. You know, like, we really think he's doing the wrong thing a lot of the time. Um, A lot of times he's doing things he shouldn't be doing. He's crossing lines he shouldn't cross. Uh, He doesn't do it. And it's the writers. I mean, it's not like Frank Castle is a person making these decisions, but there's some pretty problematic (laughs) things in season three. Don't burst the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Or no, season two. There's some pretty problematic things in season two. That like, what are you even doing? Well, I think that's a that's the thing about Frank Castle, especially in the the Netflix series, is that they they weren't trying to make Frank the hero. They weren't trying to make him a hero. They were just like, you know, the Punisher does this. Like he kills bad guys. That's his that's his shtick, and he's unapologetic about doing it because that's how he is in the comics. Sure. So when it came time to do the show, it wasn't like standard Hollywood formula of like, aha, he's a hero. Like he's, he's doing bad stuff and he's not saying sorry for any of it. Like he's doing what he feels is necessary. You know, like you hit the guy, he gets back up. I put him down. He stays down. That sort of thing. Like, yeah, I agree. And it feels like he's, because he's doing it for the right reasons. Like that's why we like Frank. Well, but I'm specifically uh, talking about some of the things that I don't like are in season two. Specifically, the the episode where he thinks he's killed a bunch of innocent women because he fires through a wall. Oh, yeah. He fires yeah. through a wall. Uh, spoiler alert. He fires through a wall and thinks he's killed a bunch of innocent women. And then turns out he didn't. But then in the next episode, he's firing through walls again. And it's just like, you need to learn a lesson about like collateral damage. And if you really don't want to be the monster <laughs> that you're trying to avoid being, you're trying to walk this very delicate line where you, you do horrible things for the right reason and only to bad people. Then you got to like be careful about collateral damage. And he doesn't learn that lesson. And I think that's like really bad. And I think that's bad writing. I just think it's really bad writing in that one particular instance. I thought for sure 
that he would come out of the other side of that and be like, okay, now it's time to be more careful. And he didn't at all. He's just like yeah. firing through a wall. I think that's, that's more just the writing. That's less the, the, um, it's not the ethos of the character. Right, right. It's it's not about the, the internalization of what the character is. Right. It's just like you want to, you know, like your goal is to make him learn a lesson he didn't. Right. Do, it, do better. Do better, writers. Well, no, that's the thing. There that wasn't their goal. And I think that's part of his character is he doesn't learn the lessons. He just does the that's thing true. he does. And like I don't think it's totally not internalized. Like it's part of his character is he's just the guy who's gonna do the thing to hurt the bad people. And he's prioritizing that above anything else, including some innocent lives. Yeah. 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 And that's John but Walker too, I think to some degree that, yeah, that, I mean, I feel like though, Frank is not, Frank's not lying to himself about who he is and what he's doing. He's yeah. not like, I am a hero. He's just like, no, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm Frank. Uh, I'm here to kill these bad guys here. Um, I think that's true. I think the the thing with with Walker is he's just like John Walker, Captain America. Hello, uh, <laughs> excuse me while I cut this guy in half with the shield real quick. What? Like he's he presents himself as a hero, but then he's not. He's not a good. He's yeah, not. He's still lying. He's not hero material. Yeah. Mm. You just yeah. didn't cut it, John. You uh, you botched that audition real hard. <laughs> So next up, we got Lydia Herbert, another patron. This great finale. The thing that stuck out to me annoyingly was John. He did a bit of a turn I wasn't expecting. I'm so glad Sam is Cap. I know we were all theorizing about Sharon, but uh, tarnishing the Carter name like that is a bit much for me. That thank God we're not British comment in your last cast made me crack up. <laughs> we have made mistakes as a country. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Or I said it. I said it. Oh, did you it? say it? Oh, okay. Uh, of course. I mean, of course it was. Yeah, that's probably. But it. I immediately said maybe we should cut this, and then everybody know we're so we're joking. We're joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of, with certain kinds of comments at least, a lot of sins can be covered up with just a well timed. It was a joke, <laughs> <laughs> which we did. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, yeah. So thank you, Lydia, for like. Which we don't do enough. Thank you, Lydia. I for love Lydia. <laughs> understanding that that was a joke. Uh, and enjoying it. That's fun. <laughs> I love it. I, I, Lydia brings up John Walker again. I just think it, it just leaves me in an uncomfortable place because I don't. And it, it's fine. It's I think it's what's great about the show is I don't feel sure about a lot of the characters. And it has started a lot of conversations because we can really talk about whether John Walker has he made a turn? Whether he's a hero, whether he's a villain, like there are legitimate stances for all of those things. Mm-hmm. And like I, you know, I, 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 you know, people that I respect can say, "Oh no, John Walker's just you know a s- person from the military. He worked hard. He, and we've got some feedback like that coming. Um, I don't know that we'll get to it, but uh, we we we've got feedback. <laughs> we've got feedback like that as well. Um, this just like John Walker is just you know he's a hero." And that's, that's the thing, man. People think that. And it's, and I don't see it that way, but it's like, it's, it's a fine opinion. There's not like a, the show does not make it clear, completely clear cut. Um, no. it makes it 
very dependent on your own personal proclivities as to how you feel about these characters. It's very interesting and it's spurred on a lot of interesting conversation and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, so, I love it. I love though that you're, you're like, yeah, we got some feedback that, uh, you know, people think that John Walker is fine and we're probably not going to get to that. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying that like I li- it's in the, it's in the feedback roundup here, but like, we are going rather slowly, so we probably may not make it that far, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, in the interest of, let's get through it. Yeah, let's get through uh, it. Jeffrey James sent us an email, another patron there. says, anyway, in previous casts, you've been pretty critical of Zack Snyder. However, it looks like this new Marvel movie is lifting Snyder's aesthetic for the set-piece fight scenes. Say what you will about Snyder, he's distinctive enough to emulate. He's talking about uh, Shang-Chi here. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree uh, too. Uh, but I'd like I'd vehemently. like him to expound on what he means because I think like the only thing that I can see that feels Zack Snydery at all is they use cameras. No, some of the big the <laughs> it is a film. One of the set pieces uh, that he's talking about, I think, I think what he's talking about. Please correct me. Is that set piece? of the big battle sequence with the dragons and all of that. Like that kind of looks a little like some of the big fight scenes in justice league. Okay. I think I can see a correlation between those scenes, but I don't think it has anything to do with this filmmaking of Zack Snyder. It's just sort of like, to me it's setting and like sort of maybe some of the art design a little bit like uh, in, in some of those scenes in the Zack Snyder film where there's the big epic fights, but like, I don't know that to me that just looks like a big epic fight. It doesn't look, it looks like Lord of the Rings. It looks like they're both pulling from the same sources. It doesn't look like to me that they're pulling from Zack Snyder, but I'd love to hear what you, what you mean. Cause uh, Jeffrey James makes, makes some, uh, makes some art, some film type stuff. And like, I'd like to know what he means. Cause I think I may just not understand what he's saying. Yeah. And he's, he's usually got solid valid points, but um saying the aesthetic of Zack Snyder, like that, First, the first thing I think of is like the muted colors, the washed out palette. Everything is kind of dull as far as everything's in slow mo. Um, <laughs> yeah, and everything's in slow mo. Yeah. But like that, the slow mo is not the aesthetic, in my opinion. That's that's the cinematography choice. I'm thinking like you know the color palette that he uses is very like very muted and and subdued and not very bright. Um, and I didn't really see that other than like maybe, maybe the scene where Cheng Chi's in the, the fighting ring with all the chains around him. Right. Um, the one where we're saying that there's obviously Captain America shield on uh poster in the background. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. There's, 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 Haley took it right out of my mouth. That was Haley Hobbs. Uh, no. Hey, hey, hey. that's a it was excessive in in wonder woman uh, in in the new justice league every time wonder woman steps on the screen there's like a amazon vocalization that happens to explain to jeff because he's seen the movie thank you oh you didn't see it no he's multiple movies behind Oh yeah, it's it's comical, Jeff. It's not like the first like hour. You're like, is he gonna like the first time it happens? You're like, badass. This is awesome. And then like 
25 minutes in, you're like, is it really going to be every time you sh- like move the camera and shoot to her? And then by hour four, you're like, you did it the whole time. You need to like, s- please stop. It's a joke at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's like they needed a All different right. Wonder Woman theme that wasn't. Because that one's just too yeah. epic. You don't want to overuse it. So they just like use this one that's just like. It sounded they, like the beginning of Xena. Yeah. And they do it like. Oh, wow. They do it so often that sometimes it happens multiple times per fight. And that's what cracked yeah. me up. Like. It'll be her. Ha ha ha. Flash back to her. Ha ha ha. And you're like, please. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. A little too, little too many. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was taking away from how badass her scenes were. Anyway, anyway. I, I, I disagree with about, uh, with, with you, Jeff, about a, the slow-mo not being aesthetic. Like that, that is part of the aesthetic of his things. Like everything is aesthetic. Like, but like, I just don't know. So I don't know what Jeffrey means when he's saying the aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like he might, yeah. cause I don't think it's dark and gritty. I don't think it's muted colors. I don't think there's tons of slow-mo. There might be some, there's a little, no, there's not even really slow-mo. Is there? Cause like when he's fighting Shang-Chi, okay. When he, when he's fighting that knife, that knife pull out of the air isn't even slow-mo. I don't think, is it? It's the one that's in the temple when like he's fighting somebody in the temple. That's true. That is, that is, that is one slow-mo scene. So like he slowly jumps over him. There's some similarities there, but I, I would say that seems more similar to the Matrix when uh, Morpheus jumps toward Neo in a very similar way. You know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. To, to me, I don't see it, but I'd, I'd, I'd happily read another feedback next week from Jeffrey James saying what he means and why we're wrong. So we got <laughs> we'll wait for that one. But uh, until such time, uh, let's go with Joshua Valenciano's message. Also a patron. Hey guys, happy to hear the podcast talking about new Marvel content and everybody getting to express their opinions and views on a wide range of topics. I, for one, have disagreed vehemently on y'all's views on John Walker (laughs) overall (laughs) and your assessment on his character. I agree that his execution with Cap Shield is jarring, questionable, and can be seen as a villain turn. He's not Cap and should not have the shield. However, calling him a villain, thinking he's evil, hating him... And disregarding his views is a huge stretch. I'm currently rewatching Endgame and thinking if y'all disliked Walker so much, how do y'all feel about Ronan, aka Hawkeye, killing all those Yakuza gang members? Does that does that mean y'all hate Hawkeye and his character arc in the MCU? What about the Punisher and his killing of those who murdered his family? You can for sure say that there is a difference between a hero and an anti-hero between killing versus not killing, but I think the hate that is given to Walker and what he has done is unfair, or at least not nuanced enough in y'all's discussions. I love y'all guys, and respect y'all's opinion, but what I don't like is y'all thinking those who disagree are wrong, or that Walker's actions or point of view should be written off as amoral arguments. He certainly has issues and is unhinged, but you cannot say that these things write him off as being a villain. There's plenty of gray to go around with this topic on killing versus murder, saving versus killing when it comes to situations of stopping the villain first, and versus saving the the people they are endangering first, etc. Anyways, hope this doesn't come off as combative, but simply as a different perspective to talk about. Love you all 3000. Hope we can continue to love this universe of heroes together while having substantive debates and viewpoints. No, it doesn't come off as combative at all. You're just totally wrong. 
Just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, are, are we allowed false. to tell you that you're wrong? <laughs> He's a patron. We're not allowed. We're not allowed. No, I'm just joking. Oh, yeah. He pays our bills. I agree with him on some of that. Um, I don't think he's a villain. I said that as a joke. I feel like it came off because then we started to say how we agree with him. I feel like now it sounded like we were actually agreeing because he's a patron. I would just oh, make, look how scared we are. Make, no, no, no. I'm not scared at all. No, I'm saying I'm not scared. That's the point. It's like we sounded scared. I don't want us to sound that way. It sounded like we actually changed what we were saying because like he's a patron and I wanted to make sure that that was, that was the joke. There's a yeah. joke. Anyway, dance, dance, little puppet. No, dance. Not, God damn it! <laughs> I'm literally saying the opposite of that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't historically love, you know, Clint's fine. He's just there. He's around. He doesn't matter too much. He's great, right? Um, but you know, <laughs> the Punisher, you know, with him killing his family is different because then Frank Castle at least didn't lie about it and like keep lying. Like he's not a villain, but he's not making hero choices. Yeah, I, I, I go back. Yet. To what I said earlier, and it it's that he's doing it under the guise of Captain America. And I mean, Joshua says here that he's not Captain America, he shouldn't have the shield. And like, him doing the things he's doing under the guise of I am Captain America mm-hmm. is the thing that I don't like. It is a symbol that is important yeah. to me. And like, not only as, also as Americans, like he's going into the streets of another country and like using the blunt instrument of his like for a force and and killing a person in the square like that is you know that is that is not okay you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that that is that he's representing he's representing steve but he's also representing america in this particular case and he's going to be doing yeah. that as us agent too and like he's going to be making decisions in the field that are not going to line up with what all Americans would want him to do. Not that he can like always do what everyone wants him to do, but like, I think he made a really bad call killing that person with the shield. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we joked about how much we disliked him from the very beginning. And I, and, and like it was, uh, but I kept saying like, but he hasn't really done anything. Yeah. Like most, that was me who was like, I hate his face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it, and I know that you're, You're not joking. You did hate his face, but it was like, (laughs) but logically, if you logicked it out, you're like, well, but he's, he hasn't actually done this thing. Yeah. 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 Sure. He hasn't done anything that's really deserving of our hate, but he's got such a punchable face. So punchable. Um, Matt, Sam Spark or Spark Sam, who dyslexia says, I listen to superhero ethics podcast and they mention how Matt said he thought John Walker only made the decision to save the truck because the cameras were around. I didn't notice that, but that's super crazy. I don't remember you. Is that what you said? Uh, I didn't know if it was because the camera was around. I didn't say that. Uh, but I did say he learned a lesson by killing that man with the shield and then getting kicked out of the whatever form of the military he was in. You know what I mean? Like he learned mm-hmm. his lesson by being stripped of his, uh, he got dishonorably discharged or not less than honorably discharged. I think they call it. I don't know if that's yeah. the same thing. Uh, like, and I don't know that his lesson is, I'm always going to save people and I'm a hero now. I think part of his lesson might just be like, if I kill people, or if I make the choice to kill Carly versus save this car full of people, I'm going to get slapped on the wrist again. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, or, or, or worse or get sent to the raft or whatever. He like saw there were consequences to his actions and he didn't do the thing. Like, so I don't know that that makes him a hero of like purest heart. Uh, right. I think it more makes him, I didn't say it because the cameras were around, but I do think that like 
he learned a lesson because he had consequences, which is somewhat the system working, I guess. Yeah. So I guess there's that. (laughs) It's like you can't like that's why comparing him to the Punisher is almost unfair to the Punisher because the Punisher, he knows what he's doing. He owns it. He doesn't care about the consequences. And he's not he's like, yeah, I killed that person. What? Well, he's he's like the the consequences have failed everyone else. Mm -hmm. The consequences failed me. You know, the system is broken and I'm I'm a course correction. You know, that's that's Frank Castle's outlook on it. Right. Um, I don't I don't necessarily know that he doesn't care about the consequences, but he kind of just doesn't really give a shit about. Yeah, he, he doesn't give a shit about the law or the consequences Yeah, or the news or the people thinking he's important. Right, and right. that's what John Walker cares right, right. about is his image. And he's going to lie about it. And that is not very hero-y. I do think John Walker is way more image sensitive than the Punisher. And I also think that, like, <laughs> just like we say that, like. Frank Castle's throwing off the system, which is kind of what we like about him. There's that sort of rebellious, like, I don't care about the law. I'm going to do what's right. What I think is right. I'm going to follow my internal. And I think these people need to die. You know, like that's just, and there's like a purity of purpose there. And I think with John Walker, there is, he's still very bought into the system, you know, which doesn't make him better or worse. Like, I don't think that like, because he believes in the U S government, He's inherently bad. Like, that's not what I think. He he seems to only be following what other people think he should be doing all the time and doesn't have a strong internal conscience right now. Maybe that's what he was as a soldier, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's the soldier they crafted him to be. Yeah. They made him this. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's not a great thing to for Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not Maybe even Captain for America shouldn't be a crafted perfect soldier, but a good man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that. It's like he just doesn't seem to have that internal good manness. <laughs> and like internal good manness. Frank doesn't either. You know. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Fr- Frank. <clears throat> and Frank has some internal. Uh, honestly, yeah, yeah, Frank's but, mostly just vengeance. You know, you know, like you know what? Here's the thing, mm-hmm. though. Here's the thing. When presented with you did a bad thing, Frank would not have like fought to the death against Falcon and Bucky. He wouldn't have. There's no way. No, he Frank he probably Frank would have, like, have like mm. he he probably would have tried to get away, but he would not have fought against them and tried to end them the way that the way that John Walker tried to end them with the shield. Yeah. Like, no, that's he true. straight up would not have. Yeah. That that is like villain behavior. Like, there's nothing you can say that, like, him trying to kill Bucky and Falcon for telling him to basically calm down and hand us the shield, you're go- yeah. you've gone overboard, buddy, is like, you know, we, we talk about how he doesn't take, he didn't let Lamar, Lamar into the secret of the, the, the soldier serum that he had, and that kind of shows that he was a little, like, he knew he was doing something wrong, you know what I mean? And, like, right. in this case, and we, we we talked over and over about how, like, Keeping counsel is an important part of a hero's journey and like an important part of a human. Um, and even Frank does that. Even Frank, if he pushes it, he pushes it away, but he does listen to micro and he does listen to the, uh, the girl in the second season. Um, Mm -hmm. he even listened to Daredevil a little bit. Mm, Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he, he, he listens. And I think these are all traits of, of a good person (laughs) that John Walker does not have. (laughs) 
we just uh, we just established a hierarchy that like yeah Captain America, Daredevil, Punisher, Punisher John Walker, John now, Walker. I'm not saying that John Walker doesn't have other good traits. It's just not he's not my Captain America is all. And so him wearing that shield made me really mad. Mm-hmm. 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 That's it. There it is. And I truly feel like we were supposed to feel that way. I think so too. You know yeah. what I mean? To make, you know, just to make Sam putting it on look even, look even sweeter. Absolutely. I think, I think that a lot of, there would have been a lot more pushback. Uh, I wonder how surprised the creators of the show are by the fact that they think that so many think people think that John Walker is a hero or like, you know, a misunderstood, whatever. I I doubt that there are, uh, I doubt that they're surprised. They're probably just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks dad. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. It's possible. Oh, we got anyway. we got we got a uh, voicemail. A voicemail. Yeah, let's hit this voicemail. Hey guys, this is the first time that I have ever written in slash spoken in. Um, I've wanted to a million times. I love listening to the podcast, though I often disagree with uh, <laughs> your guys's uh, theories and everything. I kind of love that about it. Uh, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, though, was this idea of John Walker kind of turning a corner and not being, um, uh, I, I think you looked over his comment of you created me. Um, I don't think he was meaning that he, that they created him as Captain America. What I believe that as is we're looking at him as a villain, but he is incredibly nuanced where he essentially was created by the government to be a soldier, uh, a real soldier, something that, honestly, um, Steve never did. He was never a soldier before he was a super soldier. He never had to see the brutality of war under the guise of not being a superhero. And that's something that John Walker had to do and live up to. And so, yes, he is a bad guy here, but not a villain in the way that people think of him and people are definitely overlooking the nuance of him suffering as a soldier and what that means. Anyway, love the podcast, guys. Keep going, and I'll talk to you later. Hey, thanks, bud. He, I like that he is uh, willing. Here, here's here's that we disagree, but he still, uh, you know, enjoys the conversation or whatever. So appreciate the yeah. feedback, man. What do you think of this, Jeff? I mean, I don't disagree that there's a lot of nuance to it, and yeah. I. I definitely agree that when he says you made me, it wasn't saying you made me into Captain America. It's right. you made me into this kind of soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. I, I don't think we actually disagree with uh, the caller at all. I think that he's leaning villainy more than hero right now to mm-hmm. me, but I don't think it's like a black and white issue. I don't think there's any black and white villains or heroes in any of the story. Like there's not one <laughs> maybe. Uh-huh. Well, except for Sam, Sam's a hero and Sam, I, I yeah. don't see as having done anything uh, to be, make that questionable. Probably Bucky too, but Bucky has his history. He's dealing with <laughs> Bucky has his past. Yeah. And, and Bucky like is still working through, um, trying to do the right thing by, by Yori. Um, yeah. 
he still he still he still has path path to walk. It feels like Sam is mostly uh, sure of who he is, and I don't think he's done anything this in this story to uh, put him on that uh, in any kind of dark spectrum or whatever. We do need more Bucky story because I will say this series, like even though yeah. it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really like it felt like it was Sam's show and it was about Sam hmm. becoming Captain America. And it seemed like Bucky was like the, the coast, you know, second to that a little bit. He's playing second fiddle, especially like the Yuri stuff that just that went so quick and it just blew right over it. But it was good. Like by the end, it was ha- I was happy to see him smiling and looking like he was more when we met him in the first Avenger and stuff. But uh, I want to see more of his story because suddenly his whole books crossed off and we didn't see any of it. And we hardly got to see the conversation with him and Yuri. Was yeah, this- we really need that. I- My name is Bucky series. Was his whole yeah. book crossed off? Yeah, yeah every one of those was, things yeah. were. I saw the book, but I, I guess I didn't catch that it was all crossed off. And it just reminded me of how Sam had Crazy. told him, like, you know, that book's not going to make you who you are. So I, I liked that he gave the book to the doctor. Like, he did what he needed to do. He read Steve's stuff. He, he crossed off all his people. Now it's just time to start doing your own thing. Yeah. Interesting. See, I didn't see that. And that the Yori thing felt about right to me. But the entirety of his amends and crossing off the entire book, that does feel really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, is I don't know. Like I, I feel like we need the My Name Is Bucky series just yeah, to you for know, sure <laughs> for the joke that it is. But then again, like that's a long time to spend on just like okay, yes, he's making amends. You know, so, like I mean, kind of like that's all that like the Hulk series was in the seventies was just a week after week. Like every you just make each one its own story and its own complicated thing and. <laughs> you, you could have a great story there. I mean, literally, that's my name is Earl, which is a great show. <laughs> yeah, it's been done, Matt. They can't do it. I mean, the calling it my name is Bucky is is the joke, but like, you know, having a character that's it's 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 Arrow too. It's like having a book of people to like work your way down. Like yeah. it's the same thing. I did see. Did you guys notice how when he first got to the scene in New York, one of the um, soldiers like. Gave him a, a hail or whatever you call it and said, Sergeant I, I, I cannot think of anything else. A salute. Jesus Christ. He gave him a salute and said, hail hydrate. No, he didn't. God damn it. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Sergeant Barnes. He gave him deference. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Sergeant Barnes and like let him through. And like at that moment, I was like, he's still a sergeant. Like, is he still? That just means they've been to the Smithsonian. I guess. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't think he's been officially in the military since then, right? Right. So, makes sense that he'd still be the same rank that he was when he fell in the ice. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Continuity. But, like, do you not get discharged for being the Winter Soldier? Well, but then He got pardoned. He got pardoned and came back. Saving the world uh. and stuff. Okay. I want to see him move forward. I like the name Winter Soldier. Like White Wolf, it's cute. It's got a good ring to it. But I really like like White uh, Winter Soldier is a very powerful name, and I want him to like take it back. Like, don't let them take that from you. <laughs> Taking it back. Yeah. Taking it back. In Wakanda, he's the White Wolf. Yeah, I like that he has complicated history with lots of names. I just think it's fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> James. He's he's James. He's Bucky. He's the Winter Soldier, and he's the White Wolf, and that's just a cool, I don't know, I like it. 
you're uh, you're you're approaching it from a uh, like a Game of Thrones, um, the man of many faces kind of kind of thing. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah, a man has many names. Mother of dragons, slayer, breaker of chains, mm-hmm. <laughs> breaker of chains, <laughs> Khaleesi. Do you think the fact that he went to the cookout at the end is a reference to the African American saying that like, oh, that white person's invited to the cookout? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he was accepted. He also didn't have his glove on too, so he was like full out. You know, this is me. Or this is it's us. funny because I've heard multiple TikTokers and commenters say since he like got to know the Wakandans, he's fighting for Sam, and like he's, he's doing honorary all these things, white guy. I've heard literally that phrase for like all six weeks of this show. People have been saying he's invited to the cookout now. That's hilarious. Then at the end, they had a cookout. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I think I thought it <laughs> might it might have been a reference. It is funny. Could have been. Could have been. All right, so next up we get an email from Dr. Kyle Berkeley, who I have been begging to talk to. He says, hey guys, I had so many feelings after watching this last episode. One of the greatest feelings being concerns by, because of the scene when Walker met with the Senate. I've been a social worker slash mental health therapist since 2003, and for six years I worked with veterans that lived at a shelter, and many of them enlisted or were drafted into the military at 18 years old. The military was all they knew, which included, but not limited to, following orders, providing a home, providing a job, and for those that stayed on the base, providing a meal. After 20 to 30 years in the armed forces, those people became civilians and have to function in the regular world and have to make independent decisions. For someone that never gained the skills of paying a mortgage, being in a city relationship, dealing with PTSD, trauma from deployment, or anything we take for granted, they found themselves in my office. The military did build and create those problems, as Walker stated. The government also publicly took away Walker's benefits and pension, which is something that did happen to many of the clients I met with while working with the veterans. While I listened to Isaiah Bradley, I didn't didn't realize how much I connected to that scene until I listened to your initial review of the show on Friday. As a black man, I'm the first male in my family to graduate college. I'm the first person in my family to obtain my PhD. My father was from the segregated South, endured the civil rights era, and was drafted into the army to later fight in Korea for three years at a time where he was being scouted by the New York Yankees. That, on top of the countless racist events, placed a bad taste in his mouth because of America. So when I told him I was running for public office in 2014, he freaked out and thought it was a horrible idea. Even after I won my first term, he was terminally ill during my re-election. He was proud, but he was very nervous. I never realized mm. how high he held education because his high school was burned down by the KKK the week before he was supposed to graduate. So when he watched me graduate, each time there were tears of accomplishments and fulfillment on his face. I don't mean to ramble, but this episode really resonated on multiple levels. I love you guys 3000, and I'm still down to do the Did Society Fail Them show. Kyle S. Berkeley, LMSW, PhD. Dude, you should be back, Kyle. Yeah, that, that was, that was wonderful feedback. Um, and that's, I, I love that you were able to connect with the show on that, that deep level and the way that Isaiah, um, the, the eyes that Isaiah see Sam through, you've, you've felt that that's, that's, oof. that's, that's yeah. tough. That's tough. And also, uh, 
I'm just, I'm glad to hear this show uh, spoke to that. That's just, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. And yeah. let's do it. Did the society fail them show? That sounds great. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. We're about to have us like six weeks off. So let's uh, be perfect. We're going to be doing some, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of commissions what? and what perfect timing. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Kyle, I'll, we'll reach out to you on Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Uh, come, come on. We'll do it. It'll be great. Uh, cause the one, the one Wanda, uh, <laughs> it would even be interesting. <laughs> it would be a very different show, but though it did, did society fail them's thing, uh, talking about Loki would be a little weird because it's not our It'd society. Be like the Asgardians. Yeah. Like did the Asgardians fail it's Loki? Like, no. <sighs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Yes. But keep it in your head. Uh, (laughs) that was good math that was clever clever Uh, so uh we'll start workshopping that in the meantime let's talk about what derek jennings has to say hello matthew my name is derek jennings i've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now i'm 51 years old and i collected marvel comics in the 80s up until i was 17 i watched all the movies however i wanted to get more information about the tv shows because i know there's a lot of things i've missed over the decades while being out of the marvel scene your podcast was perfect for that, and I thank all of you guys for that. Great information and the extra things that just went over my head while watching the shows, you guys filled in for me. I listen to a number of different podcasts on different subjects, but hardly ever give any feedback just because I find myself so busy. This might be sort of late, but I wanted to give my specific feedback on the subject of race and civil rights that you guys started with episode two. I'm an African American and I grew up in Detroit, but I was born down in Tennessee. I just want to say that I appreciate the conversation you guys have been having and not shying away. It's been my experience that the people who say they just want an escape and not talk about politics or anything like that are the same people that just do not want to have those discussions in the first place in any setting. Like you guys said so well, uh, Marvel Comics have almost always touched on these subjects, and those who don't know this have not been paying attention. I appreciate what Stan Lee did over the years when it comes to these things. Anyway, in my humble opinion, I feel you guys have struck a good balance. Please keep it up. I listen to you guys on Stitcher, and unfortunately, I do not think Stitcher allows you to give review ratings. Uh, If they do, please let me know how I can do this. I use Android, so I don't give reviews or listen on iTunes. Next time I'll write an email, I I promise it'll be shorter and have a little more, uh, and be a little more upbeat. Like comic books and music, I love you guys 3000. Look forward to listening to you more in the future. Hey, upbeat. Yeah, as much negative as we've seen uh, in, especially there are literally a few things that you say here, Derek, uh, thank you for writing, um, that like are the opposite of things people said in one and two star reviews that we got this week. So thank you for letting us know, uh, that means yeah. a lot. Cause I, we're trying to, we're trying to talk about this in a way that is, uh, honest and, and how we feel, but also like inclusive and, um, really appreciate that, uh, that, that you appreciate it. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's tough to strike that balance, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> some, sometimes we're too honest. Um. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I yell at people. <laughs> uh, anyway. No. So, but thank you, Derek. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Uh, pl- you know, you don't have to be upbeat when you're right in. You know, just be real, man. Truth. Tell me how you feel. Truth, but I, I, I honestly thought that I, he said that at the end, uh, it, not to be, uh, not to be too. I'll be trying to be more upbeat, and I was like, 
That was upbeat to me. I thought that was, yeah, pretty, like, like I know it was on a serious topic, but like it was a positive one. We've got some downbeat yeah. things lately. Yeah. That, like, yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt nothing down in that, in any of that statement. <laughs> I don't know what's so down here, but, uh, you know what? If you want to be more upbeat, cool. <laughs> Even, yeah. I'm for Even it. Better. Science matters sent us a tweet and Ashley had to tag it for me. Said, I love this one. Adam to you cast. Hey guys, epic last episode. So many things, but one in particular stood out. Why do people keep alluding to the fact that Steve Rogers is on the move? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's for you, Ashley, you specifically, because we know that you loved Luther in Umbrella Academy so much when he talked about the moon. Mm. Favorite part, favorite part of the show. Shut up about the moon um, <laughs> nobody Shut cares about you Luther. About um honestly <sighs> though like if he's not in a different timeline like it i'm like yeah that makes sense it's the only thing that makes sense about where he is he's up there with his Bethel fury mm. hey, we don't know exactly where fury is we don't know if he's on the moon oh, or yeah, in a space, space station, station. Or whatever. Like yeah. He, he could be in a he, distant galaxy far away. He could be on the moon planning the secret invasion. Like, yeah, I think Fury's yeah. like in on secret invasion in this version. I really do. I mm-hmm. think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm calling my shot. All right. I'll put it on the board once I clear out the um, programming board. stuff. <laughs> All the nerd stuff that's over Just there. Sp- your other stuff's like, I would keep. Nerd stuff on one side and then our podcast stuff on the other side. Doesn't it flip I around? I tried to. Uh, I tried to, but I've got so much nerd stuff. It's on both sides now. Flannel yeah. and Teacup says the moon is a comic book reference. Does uh, Cap get sent to the moon? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Tell us about it. Uh, I remember in the in the game, Marvel Avengers game, he was in a um, in a space station... So yeah. not the moon. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, they they do something similar in uh, in the in the Avengers game, but I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I I think it's just a joke uh, for the show, but I think it'll be really funny if it turns out to be true. You know? Did that start in Spider Man Far From Home? That was where we see the Fury. jokes. Yes. Okay, I thought the jokes about Cap being on the moon started. Oh no, no, no! That, that was that was episode one of this series. Yeah, that was just this show. That's it. When Torres, okay, Torres was like, "I hear that he's on the moon." Yeah, I think it's supposed to feel like a joke, and then it, depending on what they want to do with Captain America going forward, like I totally think Steve Rogers could be on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Hey, Steve, do you want to go to the moon? No. Don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, Nicole T sent us an email. Oh, this is crazy. I love that there's bullet points for it. Hi, team. I finally watched the episode late last night after the kids went to bed. And to give you my in-the-moment reaction, this is the string of texts I sent my bestie who had already seen it. Oh, they did what we did. (laughs) Yeah, they did what you did. (laughs) They're... They're just like us. They're <laughs> regular people. Listeners are just like us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She says, oh, that outfit. I love it. Also, just loving Bucky with the short hair. So hot. You had one job. Vibranium wings. Oh, that's so good. The statue of Isaiah. 
Bucky smiling. Bucky yes. with his kids hanging off his arm. Bucky, Captain Bucky. America and the Winter Soldier, all caps. <laughs> Aunt Peggy would be very disappointed. <laughs> Aunt uh, Peggy would be very disappointed. I like that a lot. Yeah. And she says, so I'm left with two questions. One, has anyone else noticed that if you abbreviate the new name as Kawas, it's kind of like the sound a bird falcon makes? Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna call it for the rest of <laughs> yeah. Calls, calls. So and two, do you think Sharon is acting because she discovered post blip that she super made out with her uncle? Mm. Thanks for all you do. Now I'm off to listen to your reaction episode. <laughs> I mean, I don't Nicole. think she would care. So hot. <laughs> just, just worth it. Worth. If worth you it. had an uncle that hot, would you? Yeah. Would you <laughs> trap him? <laughs> yeah. Don't even have to finish the question. Do you want your shield, uncle? No, never mind. <laughs> it's getting weird. Let's it not. was weird. It was weird. Even watching that scene, like you could tell, yeah. like I was like, do they know that this is supposed to be weird? Well, like he definitely knows it's Agent Carter's niece. Like even yeah. if, you know, mm-hmm. like, which means she, I don't think she's related to him, but she's definitely like, <laughs> He's definitely yeah, related no. to his uh, his love or whatever. It's weird. It's a weird Could thing. Could you imagine that relationship would be so difficult? You know, you just have to be like, I'm not her! You know, all the time. Yeah. Oh, it would be hard. That would be real hard and weird. Difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Paul Sailor Shibbert on Facebook. I, I'm not sure on that last name. Hey guys, love the podcast and wanted to take this opportunity to reach out with my first bit of feedback. Got started during the drought leading up to WandaVision and y'all helped keep me sane. So first off, I wanted to bring up some stuff about the raft of the Medusa. This I think is it's worth mentioning. This is really interesting. Yep. I'm no art history pro, but my understanding is that Garakult's decision... Uh, to place a black man in the most heroic role on the raft was a political statement bounded in his abolitionist views and was incredibly controversial. Secondly, there's something that came up during this some of the WandaVision episodes that I wanted to bring up again. During one of the discussions, I think it may have been about Magneto and his relationship to the twins. You guys use the term real parents to refer to non-adoptive parents. Uh, this is generally considered a reductive phrase. The preferred term is biological parents. Branding only one's biological parents as their real parents uh, can be seen as demeaning to the relationship between adopted kids and their adoptive parents. Since parentage parentage in the comics, and likely the MCU moving forward, promises to get increasingly complex, I thought this sort of thing might come up more often and y'all would want to know. No harm done, obviously. Just wanted to inform. Thanks for everything you do. Much love, even 3000, to Mm. Ashley, Jeff, and Matthew. Hey, JP, John Paul, thank you for informing us of that. I yep, I would have never, you know, I do not have that experience, and I wouldn't, I did not consider it at all. So, thank yeah. you very much for that. Um, it's 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 easy when you're like when you're talking about Magneto's or like uh, Wanda's theoretical adoptive parents to not consider the fact that actual adoptive parents are listening. Um, yeah. which I know we have other, you- <laughs> other adoptive parents that listen. Yeah. And so that, that was an insensitive of us. So thank you for letting us know. We'll, I just don't we'll always do think to use the five syllable words when we're live. I'm just, you know, it's right. so hard. We get a lot of 
messages where people are like, well, I wish you said this and not that. And I wish you said that and that and not this. And it's like, you know, in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah. Right. Um, but it's yeah, so hard to just right think to about use. what to say. Every, you know, it, it's a hard thing. Yeah. We yeah. hear you guys, but we do our best. That's one that I think we can uh, we can catch ourselves on in the future, I think. We'll, or at least we'll do our best. And if we don't, yeah. let us know again. We'll do our best. But to his point about the Raft of the Medusa, I love this point. I um, We had the feedback about the Raft of the Medusa and what that painting meant, but we didn't know the cultural context of the painting. And apparently a black man is featured as the hero on the painting. And that was a very controversial thing at the time. So, like... Mm. People who think this show is not about race, <laughs> there's just another, like, another piece of that puzzle, you know? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I remember when we were first talking about the, the raft of the Medusa, we were like, oh, yeah, it's just like people will do anything to survive and blah, 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 like completely overlooking the, uh, the, the political aspect of it or the, you know, that the race debate that has been, ongoing for right you know forever i didn't get a good look at the painting if we're if i'm being honest i just i read i heard i listened to your reading of it and i was like okay cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um i did a little bit of a search on it once that email came in i was like oh that's weird and like i I googled it and kind of read the whole story i was like this is crazy this is a crazy thing that happened um and apparently like it was a while ago too so um you know, there was no like easy way to signal like, "Hey, we need help. Come get us." Yeah. So they just had to try and hope, and it was by chance that anybody was saved. So like, they could have all just disappeared because the because the ship wrecked on a sandbar. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, I I uh, I think that's it's it's really interesting because that definitely works for the Sharon Carter character, but like. This absolutely works for the theme of the overall show, um, Jean Paul's point. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, I like that it uh, has kind of doubles does double duty. <laughs> duty, duty. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this ad. We have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Just me. Just me. <laughs> We do. Okay. We, we like to vary it up. You know, we don't do the same thing every time. I I'm a creature of habit. I winter soldiered mine in there. <laughs> <laughs> she means that she punched through the wall and then dragged us through it. Literally, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, in the three seconds we were on pause there, uh, Jeff got an email that he got his first voice casting. Yeah, right. Isn't this your first Wait, one? Clapping. Yeah, it's it's the first one, and like it's it's kind of hilarious. I submitted the. The audition today, and probably, I mean, it was probably like half an hour before we started recording mm-hmm. this. Wow. And the the email is like, this might just be one of, one of, if not the best audition for this project yet. There you go. I, I told you, Jeff. Okay. Dude, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Those of you who have been following the cast for a long time may know that the reason I ever reached out to Jeff to do this podcast was because I, I knew he was geeky, I knew we were friends, and I knew that like he loved Marvel, but the other thing I knew is that he wanted to be a voice actor. And, uh, dude, you got your first voice role! Yeah, That's it's uh, freaking it's amazing! Ah, so excited for you, man! Whew. Yay! 
There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, get get the shakes out. Yeah, get the shakes out. Here, I'll I'll read a couple and you respond because okay, you get a you get you've earned yourself a break. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Uh, We're gonna speed round a few of these uh, because there were a few more we want to try to squeeze in if we could. Dude, I'm so excited for you, Jeff. I I know you're like uh, excited and it's hard to carry on here, but I'm just super. Yeah, I'm just kind of like. I'm in shock. I can't wait know? to hear more details about the project and stuff. We'll talk about yeah. it. I don't know if you, you're probably not allowed to talk about all that on a cast right now, but. I mean, it's, it looks like it's going to be just an animated thing. An animated. That's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's really all I can say, I guess. Yeah, dude, that's freaking awesome. That's freaking awesome. So excited for you. Uh, yep. man, I love it. I just love it. I, lo- I love living life on the podcast and like when things happen, <laughs> things like that happen. It's so much fun. Um, okay. Let's, uh, I'll run, I'll run down. This. People are cheering in the, in the chat with bits. Thank you guys. Oh, for the bits. guys. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Jessica, my Haley Hobbs, you rock. Um, man, so cool. So, so cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Zephyr ink pen on gmail said pandas of awesome (laughs) so glad you stood up for ash and so glad that this podcast has a voice for women fans of the mcu and all things tastefully thirstful uh you continue to be the best friend fans uh, from afar friend fans from afar it's a lot of nice alliteration. Nice, nice alliteration. And I can't wait to hear more. Bucky high fives all around. Ah, that hurts, Zephyr. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. Ouch. <laughs> I can take it. Ash can take <laughs> it. Ashley's like, my Ash. body is ready. Body mm. is ready for a thirst high five. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank, 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 like, honestly... It's you guys standing up for, you know, and let, letting us know that, cause you know, if 50 okay. other people <laughs> had piled on and said things needed to change, then like, you know, we were like, oh, well, okay. But we've got yeah, way sure. more people in the other direction. So, yeah. um, and that's, it that's very a cool. lot. I don't know that we would have changed, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we at least would have we, considered it more seriously. We would have lost 50 listeners. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we've, you know, oh, man. Definitely watching a little bit more, but well, not that much. I don't know. Right, right. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not again, not saying we're not taking anybody's uh, feedback in, in, and like learning from it. But like, also, yeah. Don't stop your thirsting. Don't stop. You, yeah. I didn't bring you on the video again. Dang it. Oh. I, I always mean to bring you on after the thing. I just forgot. Sorry. Here we go. The one time I should have been clapping. <laughs> Matt Roberts on Facebook says, "Hi, Jatley." <coughs> Notes mm. Jeff name is first in the mashup. Oh, Jatley. Ah, uh, love you, Jeff. Okay, Jatley. Yes. We're 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 apparently uh. Um, it's all of our names now. We're yeah. shipped. Yeah. <laughs> we're shipped. We're, we're they <laughs> the three of us are shipped. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it a little awkward. You, you're awkward, bud. <laughs> Wish you weren't so awkward. <laughs> Wish you would hold my own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, Jatley. Uh, Matt says. Uh, Matt from Manchester, UK here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Ashley's going to get canceled again. 
because uh, we're British talk. Uh, okay. Or, or no, I'm, I'm teasing. Sorry. No, it wasn't really. No, my bad. You're gun shy. That's I, what it's been like reading feedback yeah, right. this last week. You guys have really like, it's been a work week. Like this actually oh, felt like work this week. I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay, it's good. <laughs> no, that. no, not for you guys. I'm talking to the people. <laughs> I'm talking to the people. Okay, back to this. Matt from Manchester, UK here. Can we talk about the Captain America suit or F- Captain Falcon, which was mentioned in the episode at which I died. Uh, loved the color scheme, Red Wing, and the use of the suit to bolster Sam's fighting style. Epic. However, was it just me, or did it look a little baggy? I don't know. I could have just been picky, but it didn't look quite right. It may have been Ashley's fault putting the awesome idea of Captain America slash Falcon nanotech suit uh so when i saw the reveal it was a letdown it's all your fault ashley oh look it was all your fault ashley it was all your fault comes back around listen i love a fashion feedback i love this feedback yeah let's talk about it there we go (laughs) having said that uh loving the pod and hoping to survive the month of marvelous may marvel less marvel less which i plan to with the bad batch Ooh, god you know what that reminds me of hopefully the star wars universe podcast right over a year ago we were on the imagineer podcast that's right talking about all the shit that we love with marvel and like he was going to be doing a feature called marvelous may where we were going to be like yeah black widow's coming out in may yeah 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 oh wow yep and how good super pumped about all the marvel and now it's marvel less may like yeah it was well. It was Marvel less May then as well, but it's happening again. Yep. <sighs> and Black Widow still hasn't come out. Yep. Oh, it sucks. July? July? What are they thinking? July? What are they thinking? Uh, okay. So, uh, fashion feedback. This turns into fashion corner. Fashly. I do Fashly. kind of agree with him. Like, um, he. I feel like they really tried to give him that Dorito cut look in that suit, but the suit looks like it's making, it looked like it had big um, shoulder pads down to a tiny waist, which is totally fine to do. Like, I think all the suits kind of had that as we saw, you know, Vision had a fake butt on. Um, uh, but I don't think it took away too much. Like, I definitely noticed it too a little bit, but I still yeah. thought he looked great in it. Yeah, I thought the neck was a little, uh, like, there's a little, it's gonna take a little while for it to, you know, fit him. It was his first time. It's yeah, like a shoe. You gotta sure. wear it in. Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen the thing going around? It was a TikTok, so probably not, because you're not a zennial uh, like me. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, there's there's a TikTok going around talking about the creation of the suits. Did you guys know that all the Marvel suits are vests? Yeah, I didn't know that, and it was like, I shared whole- that video with you guys. Oh. Maybe you did. Um, I don't. I, I've seen it. A few, I've seen it going around a few times, so I don't know. I don't know who shared yeah, it. Yeah, the the seams that go like around the neck area down to the armpit are so that it makes it look like not a uh, not a vest, but they have a an undershirt on that's like a mesh front, and then um, just like regular arms, so that whenever they raise their arms, it doesn't raise the whole suit. Yeah, it's like a, it's oh. like a trick so it doesn't give you that like weird like when you when you actually wear a suit and you like raise your arms it does that little like, buckle thing 
And so, yep. so that doesn't happen. The actual suit is actually a vest and it's just the sleeves that are the actual shirt. Um, which is kind of neat. And I was thinking that they, yeah. they must have done something similar with Falcon, but his neck didn't, it didn't have the same effect. Like I think they, they were having trouble, I think, making his, uh, well, there was a collar on the vest that was around the, uh, the neck brace. Right. <laughs> Because it looks like a neck brace, honestly. It kind of like I think the in comics they make that neck thing, like the the thing that goes over his neck, the cowl, I guess. Yeah, just stick to his neck and his head, and it looks really, really streamlined. And that wasn't really they weren't pulling that off here. They really did leave his scalp, like his head, very exposed. Yeah, yeah, they did. I don't think the Wakandans would have done that. No, no. Especially like he's breaking through windows like constantly in this episode, uh, and he has like no nothing to cover his head. <laughs> he doesn't have a helmet at all. Yeah, you're not allowed to ride a bike without a helmet. But he's gonna go falconing without a helmet at all. And I know he hasn't had one up till now. But like the fact that he's like covered in vibranium, but they didn't give him a helmet feels real strange. Yeah, <laughs> real like, omission. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Maybe they yeah. cloaked it. That's my that's my head cannon. He has a cloaked helmet. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's invisible. Yeah, nope. There was a there was no. a point where I was kind of put off by the cowl because um, it was it was tugging at his ears and like making his ears stick out <laughs> a lot. And I was like, ooh, probably should have gone without the cowl. Well, you know, it's interesting. They also get better at these suits as they go, like as the as time goes by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he maybe. Is going to ditch it later. Like, the cowl. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Thanks, Wakandans. Except for this part, I'm just going to. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it's likely that it'll change. I-, I think a lot of people are being a little judgy about the suit, which is fair. At least like, someone can't rip his goggles or whatever off anymore. Mm. And there's all that power in them now, like being able to see thermal um, energy. Thermal. Hot spots, whatever the hell that was. Yeah, I have no idea. When he he could see through the fog after Batrock shot the fog gun down there, oh, yeah, and yeah. he could see yeah, everybody running. Yeah, that was it. Oh, neat. So he has kind of a HUD thing going on. That's cool. I mean, he's always had a HUD type of thing going on, but he like looked at it on his wrist earlier in the season, right? But now now it's in his glasses. He had some stuff in his glasses in Ant Man. Um. Oh yeah. Where he like zoomed in on Scott. That's right. Um, yeah. As like a bird's like, eye view type situation. Right. But like everything else that he had done um, was through the, uh, th- like any, he didn't have like infrared on, on the, um, on the goggles. He didn't have like x-ray or anything like that, but uh, Red Wing did. And he did everything with Red Wing through the, the wrist thing. Okay. Uh, Steve Abramowitz says on Gmail, guys and Ash, that was hey. fun. But the Battle of New York and no Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, or even a Wong cameo? Bummer. Would have been nice to have a Daredevil or Luke Cage appearance, right? And no Avengers Tower in the skyline. Uh, Daredevil omitted that too. Was hoping after moving day, that was the new Baxter building for Fantastic Four. Another bummer. But we have a new Cap, Bucky 3.0, and US Agent, and Madam Hydra. Overall worth it. Being... On, Bring on Loki. That's it. Bring on... I'm going to fix it. Don't laugh, because I can't fix it. 
Don't especially don't make good jokes because then I really can't fix it. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Bring on Loki! All right. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, thank Steve. you, Steve. I agree. Like not having those heroes there sucks. Damn it! It, it just, was it, Sam's moment. Don't steal it from him. It was. Don't Clint his Natasha moment. <laughs> I do think yeah. you have to assume right. that Spider-Man was gone or something. He's off. No way home. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> like, it might be. And he's with Steven. Yeah. Although, uh, Far From Home happened after this. That's right. In the timeline. That's right. How far? Man, this timeline is annoying now that they took everything out of order. How far was this? This was a couple months after, too, though, right? This was like six months after the, the unblip or the return of everyone. And when was Spider-Man? Three months? Spider-Man was like eight months after. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Why would they do that? Don't know. Okay. Yeah. They didn't ask me, and um, so I couldn't give them my feedback. Yeah. At least they knew that Doctor Strange wasn't around, so maybe he wasn't around for the last four months of the last eight months towards the latter. I don't know. <laughs> he said he wasn't around. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta assume that they're all busy with other stuff because it does seem like this is like the biggest thing going on in the world, right? Like this whole GRC thing, resettlement, UN meeting. Like it just seems like it'd be a big deal. You can do it with every movie. Like where was Tony during Winter Soldier? Where right. was everyone during right. Iron Man Three? Like you can just for anything that's on Earth, you can do it with everybody. Yeah. That's one of those things you just gotta like horse blinders, right? Where was everyone in Thor 2 when the worlds were literally colliding? At least that was in the UK. Like, you can, you can, <laughs> like, like, for real, like, that all happened pretty fast, and it was in the UK. So it's like, at least you, you have that, like, to deal yeah. with. Like, they had to. The ancient one, there. though. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and maybe okay. they were watching, maybe they were helping in, in small ways, just like she was at yeah. the Battle of New York. True. I like that little nod in Battle of New York that, like, maybe they're often doing things. Yeah. That's that, yeah. Cannon. Other things were happening uh, where Daredevil and Luke Cage and everybody uh, were, they were fighting their own fight to, to try to help. Well, right? Also, like, was Luke Cage out of prison yet? Oh, I don't know. Did Je was Jessica Jones still controlled by Kilgrave? Like, like all these things, like, they're, they're, there are other things they could have uh, been They would have talked about the blip. On those shows. Yeah. At least mentioned it if it was supposed to be during or after the blip. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about... I wasn't talking about the blip. I was talking about... He was talking about in the Avengers. In the Avengers, like, in general, why these things don't happen. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this ad we have no control over. All right, well, let's get on to the live feedback. Uh, see what everybody else has been saying. See what uh, producer Ashley has been rounding up. What you got, Ash? Okay, uh, Mufasa says, did Mufasa, you guys, Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> did you guys read the announcement that Steve and Yelena were cut from the final episode? Did you guys hear? I could imagine a Yelena, but Steve as in Steve Rogers? Yeah, I can't imagine they cut Steve Rogers. Well, I, honestly, I can't imagine that they would have Steve Rogers in the show. Exactly. Because, like, you know, his, his arc was so final and you know, dying at the end of. The, I can totally see like a flashback or something. Well, yeah. yeah, like a flashback maybe of something that had already been uh, that had already right. been shot as like a memory. 
but not like new footage. Cause I, I feel like Chris Evans is just like, I'm done. You know, that's it. Yeah. Well, part of the reason he's Chris done Evans. though, and he's, he's said is because he's tired of the way it's like weight on his body to constantly stay as fit as he's had to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if he was able to Fuck. stay in the role as old man cap and just be like sort of just still, he'd still have superpowers, but he doesn't have to stay cut all the time, you know? Do you think he would approve of that? I think he might. I could totally see him being like, yeah, I'll play it 20 more years if I don't have to, like, eat 17 chicken breasts every day. Right? Like, Chris Hemsworth's really <laughs> leaning into it. He's monstrously big now. Yeah, he is. And he's, like, he's putting out, like, uh fitness apps and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, and he, you know, they can call, you guys can all call us thirsty all, all you want, but these guys put straight up thirst traps on their Instagrams. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like total, like you, they know what they're doing. He's like, <laughs> uh, a thousand. I'm like, good God. Oh, do you know who puts the best thirst traps out though? Jack Black. And oh, you looked yeah, at Jack Black. Oh, <laughs> just that all Captain his America superhero. one that he did. <laughs> I had no idea I, I needed him to be my new cap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody posted that, and at first, at first, I thought it was like going to be something offensive because we've been having to monitor so much for people being like Sam Wilson isn't Captain America, and then it just being racism. Yeah, it's happened a few times, but this is my Captain America, and I was like, oh no! And I clicked on it, and it was just Jack Black in an American flag speedo and a uh, so throwing around the uh, the shield. It's so good. I like he brings those smoke bombs always with the smoke bombs. Yeah. Yes. I loved the uh, the one where he was Thor. That's my and, favorite. Like, he was singing. He was singing the the instrumental part of the immigrant song. And he nails it always. Love. Love that video. It's really good. You got definitely check it out. I'll try to put it in the show notes because it's real funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, Urban Gandalf says, were you as surprised as I was that Zemo ended up on the raft? After the door took him, I was certain he faced a dismal fate in Wakanda, but for them to just turn him over directly after getting him was not what I anticipated. Um, I feel the same way. I think it was honestly just for plot for Thunderbolts or whatever they're going to do next, because if they just killed him, it'd be a terrible waste. Yeah. But that would have made the most sense. <laughs> I definitely think it's plot, but I also think it's probably, if you want to headcanon the reason, it just probably has something to do with their, uh, the UN treaty. Cause like, yes, he killed T'Chaka, but he also bombed the UN and probably killed dignitaries from all kinds of countries. And so it's yeah. pre- it probably not just their jurisdiction to be like, this is our prisoner now. You know what? They did explain it a little bit in this one. Cause it seems like that's where they're sending all super terrorists. Yes. Because they were sending all Carly's people there, too. But is Zemo a super terrorist? Yeah, Zemo is a super terrorist. He bombed the UN! <laughs> well, yeah, he's a super terrorist, but is he a super terrorist? You know? I think he's super at everything he puts his mind to. <laughs> Especially okay. dancing. All right. I do. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm really Miss Zemo. Uh, Waterfall Angel says, as I was rewatching for trivia this week, I was wondering, how does Zemo know Bucky won't react to the Winter Soldier words? Uh, I think he probably assumes because Bucky came to him. Yeah. Alone. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine if Bucky thought for a second that he was still programmed, he would walk into that room. And I'm sure Zemo knows that. Or he's getting updates from Esnick, like, 
all over the place all the time. Yeah. Right. Alfred? Yeah. It's Alfred. <laughs> it's Alfred. His name is Esnick. Esnick. It's close enough to His it, name Alfred. Is Esnick. Um In Death. Go ahead. Get it out. No, no. I'm fine. <laughs> in Death we have names. I got you to think about it and that's all I needed. <laughs> Bruce Face says, this series was definitely better than WandaVision. Er, um, sorry, hmm. that took me out of it. Uh, WandaVision started out great. <laughs> Nothing could have lived up to the first three episodes, but hey, wait a minute. You mean the last three? Sorry. WandaVision started out great. Nothing could have lived up to the first three episodes, but Hayward and the finale really brought it down. I wasn't... I wasn't hoping at all for Evan Peters to be a mutant, but Hayward was so bad. He had one good line, one, but still the series was amazing. And the best part was the music almost as good as cap two. Uh, Cause it was the same guy. Um, I disagree with a lot of that, but I accept <laughs> your feedback. <laughs> capture the feedback. Disagree with it, but I captured yeah. it. <laughs> I have done my job this day. That's very funny. Yep. Hey, I'll be right back. I gotta take this dog out. He's just gonna bark until we're... Yeah. Be right back. <laughs> this is gonna be the longest edit, and I feel so bad. I know. It's already 8.30. Oh. Yeah. Get in your crate. I totally... Kind of was like, what are you going for, like, two and a half hours? I was like, no, we've only done that the last, like, two or three weeks because there's been Black Widow trailer, Loki trailer, Shang-Chi. It's not gonna go that long. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, you good? Ter- particular things. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, he said nothing lived up to the first three episodes. The first, yeah. I think is the opposite of how most people feel. But, like, I love the first three episodes, but they are, it wasn't until episode four that I really got into it, you know? So that's interesting. Just interesting that uh, it seems to have very different experience to these shows than me. I like it. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Gusto the third in chat said, "Can I one star review a feedback?" I lulled him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Smalley Biggs says, "Do you guys and Ash think that the finale of this series will help set up Thunderbolts team in the future of the MCU? If so, who do you expect to be on the team, or who would you like to be seen?" Hundred percent. I think it, it's like a mm-hmm. foregone conclusion. We're going Thunderbolts. Like if, yeah. if, if the, you know, Victoria Han Jr. showing up and like, um, you know, Zemo ended up on the raft and mm-hmm. like all these things, like it's just, it, they're lining it up. They're lining it up. They're going to tap it in. All they got is tap it in. And then you got tap Thunderbolts. It in. What do you think? They'll grab like characters like Ghost. I don't know about Ghost. Although Ghost might be dead. Yeah. Someone else brought Unless that up Unless they this figured week. it out. Or if she got snapped, right? Like That would know. save her some time. Yeah. Like cuz she yeah. was she was dying. And then also like we know she was dying, but then the mom gave her some of that some of that quantum juice that saved her. So like maybe we don't know well, we don't know how yeah, much but like, like how much how, did did that give her 5 extra years? We don't know. We don't know. We could have given her 6 months she and She could have been blipped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She could have been blipped for sure. In which case, if she had three more days, maybe they had time to get it back, get her some juice or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to call it Somewhere. quantum milk. Ew. Why does Ew. that sound? I mean, do it because it sounds funny. There's like a maternal figure, figure giving it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, I don't, 
Who's agree. in the Who's in the Thunderbolts? I think Abomination is almost a sure oh, thing. Yeah. It's Abomination. Yeah. It'll be Zemo. Mm-hmm. It'll Zemo, be yep. definitely Captain Captain America. Captain America. U.S. Agent. Uh, yep. Yeah. U.S. U.S. Agent. I mean. Um, tomato, tomato. I've heard some <laughs> list put an Agatha on it, and I love that idea. I would Ooh. love that, but I don't know. I mean, I can totally see it. Like, she's kind of, she's very much an anti-hero, too. Like, in, in many ways, she's the hero of the town. Like, she's this, they say they, say someone goes and wakes her up and says, uh, like, Val, Val walks up and wakes her up with whatever mm-hmm. magic she can and says, like, hey, we heard you save this whole town. We want to hail you as a hero, you know, and like bring her in and like, she's a savior of a town. She's the next Dr. Strange, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm. I don't know about that. Does anybody know where, where Agatha is? Like, did anybody see, uh, Wanda like change her and say, you live here now, go away. Yeah. I don't think. What do you mean? That's what she said. I don't think so. I don't think anybody like saw her do it. She didn't. She probably like men in black mine erased the town. She did it right in the middle of the square. Yeah, but then like she brought the bubble down. Like that was still while the bubble was up. No, I don't think it was. Yeah, she had let it. it oh no, she let everybody out. Right? She let everybody out. Yeah, because she said everyone else is free, but you're gonna live like this forever. You're gonna live as the character that you chose. After she'd already freed everyone else. So they did it in front of the agents, they not, not the town. They weren't freed yet. Like, they okay. went to, to leave the town. Either way. But then they, they weren't out when we know she had to close the back together. townspeople are still, like, producing or creating memories when they're running around as puppets. Because, yeah. so, like, we know that they saw Agatha literally, like, in the sky fighting uh Wanda, trying to, like get her to do something and then a minute later the town was released like it's not it's not a weird thing to think that she say they think she saved the town you know right but i they think don't... that that town would be done with all that witchery you, you know i think they would be like we don't want any of this here right and like i don't i don't know that they necessarily like them saying that doesn't necessarily bring about the the authority or the ability for thunderbolts team to come and get agatha to like to to unlock her or whatever. Well, if Val's um, looking for powered people that she can sell to America as a team, and then she has this powered person that she can like save save the town, and then we have Sarah Proctor who's been using the dark hold to like save. Uh, well, no, she doesn't have the dark hold, but uh, we have Sarah Proctor and uh, Senior Scratchy who've been working on freeing Agatha. You know. Sarah- <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's Mephisto territory, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting deep there. I don't think so. I've said all this when WandaVision ended. Like they left Agatha there with like a town full of people who probably think her as a hero. That or they hate witches. <laughs> yeah, but they, why would they? A witch saved them. They watched her and. Senior Scratchy is her familiar, which is like a demon is there to help her. Like this is exactly the familiar territory to like come along and wake her up. You know, I don't know. I think then they would have seen Wanda opened the thing and was like, everybody run. It wasn't like what's her face opened it and was like, I saved you guys get out. I don't know. Yeah, but they didn't get out Mm-mm. before she closed it. Yeah. Like they just ran away from where they were. 
that's besi- all this is beside the point. Like all this conjecture about Agatha is not the important part here. What's important is that there has to be a god on the team, right? For the Thunderbolts to become the Dark Avengers, right? And Russell Crowe has just been announced as being Zeus. Mm-hmm. So that brings in the Greek pantheon. So we can get Ares on this team. Ooh. That'd be cool. Ares or Hercules. Yeah, or Hercules. Yeah. And then Hercules could have the uh, the you know best friend little guy that runs beside him, Amadeus Cho, right? Right. Who is mm-hmm. the son of Helen Cho, as seen in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that could all tie together for sure. Uh, yep. Who else yeah. is left? Who else is out there that we, we, we could... Kingpin. Nah, it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Um, I really want Kingpin back, but I don't think that I don't think that's the place for him. Oh shit, Adrian Toomes. Yeah, a- yeah. Adrian Toomes is a good one. Adrian Toomes also uh Hammer or someone with Hammer Tech. Yeah. Someone with Hammer Tech, like you know, whatever. Any any Iron Man ripoff. Yeah. 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 Or an old uh an old suit, you know. Um because that's what it was in, in the comics. What uh, Norman Osborn did is he got an old suit and painted it, and it was Iron Patriot. Oh, right. What about him? Could that Norman be an Osborn? interesting way to introduce Norman Osborn? Because wasn't he leader of the Dark Avengers? He was. Because um, he was, like, he intercepted Intel and went and killed Varanki, um Queen of Skrulls, in Secret Invasion, so... And he did oh. it on camera, and everybody's like, oh my god, he's the savior! Well, isn't that a setup? Right? Hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, any other, any other call-outs <laughs> for Thunderbolts? Who, who they, uh, just basically anyone who's still alive, I feel like. Oh, Yelena? Yeah. Yelena, Yelena depending on what happens the, at the end of this. The new Black Widow-type yeah. person that joins the team, yeah. That could absolutely be it. Yeah. Hmm. Or Sharon Carter. As yeah. like a Black Widow type character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need know. some females on that team. If she didn't go all power broker, I would have assumed that she was already going to be working for Val, but uh, they took a hard left on that one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Valkyrie, maybe? Mm. No. Maybe. Why? Uh, to keep everybody in line. Mm, she's too honorable. That's that's fair. That's, ah! The question is like how honorable. Maybe if I remember correctly, in the in the comics, there was at least one character who didn't know it was an evil plan, right? Like the Thunderbolts was like there were characters on there who were who were sort of uh, more more earnest than other characters. I feel right? like that's their John Walker. He's going to be the one that's like we're doing a good thing, guys, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah so we're doing- stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We've, he's seen the layer. He's seen our secret layer and he still just hangs out with us like we're good guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, who, God, it was, was it Century that was, no, it was, uh, Zima was, was controlling, um, Simon Williams. That's right. Mm. When he was, before he became Wonder Man. Okay. Mm. Also, Red Hulk, right? Also, Red Hulk. Yeah, yeah. we have you to get Red Hulk. He'll just Thunderbolt. will just do it at some point. God, I hope so. And Deadpool. Maybe. Throw Deadpool in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
now you're just you're asking for it's all of these things that what you want Everybody. and it's too much. I oh. want it all. What are they going to do yeah, with the multiverse, yeah. guys? What are they going to do? I want to know all what they're going to do. Okay, let's get to the next feedback. We need to we wrap up. Okay. I know. Okay. Arbreez says, I think the white Sam suit and the John's black suit perfectly represents both of them. Not that one is good and the other is evil, but that John's consciousness and morals are clouded compared to Sam's moral code. Uh, that he, that is just as pure as Steve Rogers. There you Green. go. Yep. Good. Yeah. Good. There one. it is. Okay. Perfect. Good call. Okay. CJ Hunt says, when will we see the boat again? I'm invested. The, the boat? boat? Oh, the, the shrimp boat. Or the, oh. not shrimp boat. The fishing boat. <laughs> That's Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> like, New Orleans boat, shrimp boat. Definitely shrimp boat. Yep. There's um, only one way this can go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let me blow. I have season two for sure. Season two for sure. Yeah. Uh, Vermilion One says, uh, John comes out of this looking like he got majorly duped at the end. He thinks he's going to be doing good work for the government, but he's totally just a pawn. And even more than, even more than he was when he was set as the cat figurehead. He's hoping he's getting a second chance, but in reality, he's about to get thrown under an even bigger bus in the end than the hearing he had just been in. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why they played him so, like, hokey-dokey at the end, because you're supposed to be like, oh, you hot idiot. <laughs> you, cute, you cute dummy. You know? You beautiful tropical fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's that's the character we just talked about him being in Thunderbolts, and I think that's absolutely oh, man. what's going on. You beautiful, <laughs> beautiful tropical fish is my favorite. <laughs> You just like so, so many times a day you say that. Oh, beautiful <laughs> tropical fish. People Bless are like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Hair JK says, how do we feel about Miss Carly and her crusade? Did she ultimately make her point if only to Sam? I, I feel think- like we didn't get a lot of layers for her. I honestly didn't care. They didn't like about her that much. Not like her dying. That was sad and all. But like, uh, I didn't care about her character. There wasn't enough there. I, I feel like her her character, her plight, her fight were all kind of victims of the pandemic um, mm-hmm. exactly. and having to do reshoots and whatnot. And they just kind of used what worked. I also think it's a little bit of a, a victim of the fact that so, so like Black Panther T'Challa was wrong in a way. By following in his and his ancestors' footsteps, he was wrong, and he had to be sort of convinced that he was wrong. Um, in this case, I think somewhat because they wanted Sam to be so morally pure, they didn't let him be wrong about that. So, like, I don't think Carly convinced him because there was nothing to convince him of. He was already on her side. She's like, he, he says it. He says, like, I totally agree with yeah. you, but I can't get with the way you're fighting this fight. It's like. So did he? Did he? Did she convince him? No, because he was already on her side. She didn't really get the victor, the moral victory like um, Killmonger did, because yeah. they wanted Sam to be so Snow White pure uh, morally that they didn't give him that chance to be wrong. Even her last line, just like being quickly like "I'm sorry," you're like, "Well, you're." What do you mean? You were so into your cause. Like if she would have just been like, I don't know. Yeah. It was just a weird, you could tell there was a lot of like character building and, um, 
stuff between them that we didn't get to see that he would be cradling her in her arm in his arms like that from just him mm. just being a nice guy i don't know just that yeah. was the only part this last episode you could really tell there was some stuff lacking from what was supposed to be there yeah yeah i hear that yeah oh, okay i got one more one, one more, more. Mark Sam says, I'm really glad Isaiah got his closure and his grandson saw it. Maybe his grandfather and Sam inspire him to become Patriot. I believe I heard the actor say he will be back. <gasps> Ooh. Yes. And I hope so. Did, was that a, a younger guy with old man makeup on? Yeah. Because it really looked like that to me. Yeah. It, it looked like old man makeup for sure. I think they were trying to make him look super old because yeah. I think he's supposed he to be from further back in time. But yeah. He, You're talking about Isaiah Bradley? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, we didn't talk about it at all. We were supposed to talk about it up top. We totally spaced. Captain America four has been announced. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Captain America four, uh, run by or like directed by, um, yeah. what is his name? Malcolm, Malcolm Spellman, the showrunner from this show. Correct. The showrunner from yeah. talking to the winter soldier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Starring so, Anthony Mackie as Captain America. I'm excited. Very cool. Does that mean we're not going to get another show anytime soon? Because if that's going into pre-production, that's like yeah. two years. You know, I I never thought we were going to get ex- more seasons of these shows. Until, Me neither. And then they announced Loki season two, and so like I guess they can do more of these shows. I always thought these were all going to be six episode one off things, mm-hmm. and. Once they make a series, it will be weird. They could make a Captain America series and then make or make a Captain America movie and then make a Bucky series. Bucky series. I'd be down with that. Have them all be in it. Me too. More Bucky, please. More Bucky, please. I'd I'd really like to them to tell Bucky's story of of amends. I I feel like the weirdness of that book thing. Like it's weird that he just crosses them all off without going to and watching him do it. I don't know. Yeah, rushed. I'm telling you, it was a little rushed. Poor Bucky. Low rushed. Low rushed. Just a touch. Just a touch rushed. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I think that's, that's it. I think we're there. I think we yeah, made it. Sorry yeah. to everybody. Had a lot of really good feedback. Sorry if I didn't get to yours. You know, keep at me. I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. She is definitely <laughs> here. But but we also do always have to narrow it down. And um, we we had to narrow down the other feedback that was live. And we also... Or that we had... Collected, and we have to narrow down the live feedback too. Sometimes, um, so yeah. Uh, oh, I did want to give a small update on my computer situation because so many people were so kind to give to the uh, GoFundMe um, that Jeff and Ashley put together and promoted, and like it meant so freaking much to me. And um, I, I guess I got <laughs> like I really want to go and um, thank everybody who did it. I still haven't had time to do every individual person, um, so. Let me say here again, thank you. Um, the GoFundMe funded completely, um, and it was for enough to get a really badass iMac that I was planning to get. But Zuhair Ali of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, he wrote me and he was like, what computer are you getting that's that much money? And he was like, you should try this one. Um, and it, it was this M1 Mac. That, I don't know how much people know about the the Mac, the new Macs and their new chipsets or whatever. It, it's I, new processor, new processor. Right. Uh, anyway, geeky stuff, but apparently these new Macs are way faster. And so he said, I should try it. And this was back when the, uh, 
GoFundMe only had like a thousand dollars in it. And I was like, okay. So I went and bought it to try it. And I was like 14 day return policy. Um, and, uh, it works, but not well. <laughs> like it, it gets through all the editing I need to do faster than my old one did, but it gets so hot and it gets, uh, really like whatever. Anyway, it's working really well for now, but it's not going to be my long-term machine. Uh, the reason I'm holding off a couple months is because supposedly they might be announcing these new Apple chips in the new iMacs that are coming this yeah, year. They already announced that. They, Oh no, no, no. It's been announced. No, those are the baby models. Only the 12. So, so they announced, it's kind of like the IMAX versus the IMAX. They're not called IMAX pros, but they're like the upper models with the, they still, the, the ones they announced that IMAX this weekend still only have 16 gigabytes of Ram. Um, that is exactly what I have. And I know that's, that's not a lot. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> the, the problem is that they have the, they built, yeah, get that terabyte, terabyte, <laughs> terabyte of RAM. Oh my terabyte gosh. Terabyte of RAM would be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, no, like, uh, so this computer that I currently have that zoo recommended, the processor is crazy fast, but we do so much at the same time with like video calls, streaming, recording, all of that stuff happening at the same time, my RAM just cannot keep up. So um that is what we're that's what we're facing. And right now it's keeping up, but I know it's not going to last forever. So my game plan is to keep this for a few months until the new ones are announced and then get the faster Mac Daddy that I was originally planning to get. Um and I guess either sell or trade this one in. Baby Max and Mac Daddies. Oh, and I wanted to thank, so thank you to everyone who gave. Thank you to Zoo Hair for recommending this puppy and letting me know that I shouldn't spend the money yet until the better ones come out. Cause that's good knowledge to know. Cause I would not have known. Um, and I want to thank Jordan Pierce. He's one of our patrons. He wrote and he's already been a Patreon patron for a long time. And he wrote and he was like, uh, dude, I, I can't give to the computer fund cause he's already giving on Patreon. Like, that's very kind of him to even want to. He's like, but I work for a company that does peripherals for those Macs that you're thinking about getting. And he sent me an awesome dock and a terabyte hard drive, wow. uh, which it really, really badass version of both of those things uh, to, to support the podcast, like sent me some peripherals. So I just want to say thank you. And that was from, uh, he works for a company called Cal digit. And they make really badass peripherals. I had been looking at peripherals for weeks to try to figure out which ones I needed to get with this stuff, this Mac, because it's kind of confusing. I'm not very good with tech. Um, and then he sent me that one. And I was like, oh, these are clearly better than all the ones I've been looking at. So I just want to say thank you to Jordan and thank you to Cal Digit, uh, for, for, you know, helping us out, helping the po- keep the podcast going and, uh, for making badass peripherals. Are we sponsored now? Is that what's is that what's going on? I guess kind of. I need to like put a Cal Digit sticker on my like uh, boom arm. Yeah. Some speaking of stickers, I'm still lacking one. <laughs> Don't do that on camera. We'll get banned from Twitch. Oh, <laughs> saving my face closer. <laughs> you can't hear me. Do it slower. <laughs> Stop. This okay. Slow. No, we're done. <laughs> Podcast over. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. <sighs> Uh, for everything, we love y'all. Three thousand. By YouTube. By YouTube. <laughs> by Twitch. Uh, we'll be back in a. Uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, next Monday we'll be doing some more uh, news and feedback and some uh commissioned episodes that we've got coming. So peace.
Bye. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.